Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome as we visit with one of my all-time faves. It's Cooper Mays of the Vol Report with Cooper Mays brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. Today, we'll discuss Tennessee's big, big win over the weekend against Virginia. We're going to talk some trenches because Tennessee played well on the offensive line, even though Cooper was was sidelined. And with Tennessee's defensive line and just the rotation in the defensive front just it's absolutely dominant. How good were they? And also, the player that Cooper called way back in like April said, This guy's going to ball out. You watch. And he was exactly correct. Uh, so you're basically two for two because you told me about Darnell Wright early last year. So if you ever want a miserable schedule and make less money than you deserve, you should be an NFL scout one day. Man. That, that, that does seem, I don't know. You don't want to do that. A lot of travel, no family. You don't make good money. And, uh, yeah, it's that's not the way to go. You, you've got big things happening, Cooper, more than an NFL scout. That's the hope, you know. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's, let's get into it. You did make the trip. You're on the sideline. You have a fantastic tan, by the way, from being on the sideline. Uh, but let's start with talking about the guys that, that stepped in for you. And we're talking about primarily Ollie Lane, but I think Dane Davis roll, uh, rotated in there some as well at center. And I, I thought a pretty good push in the interior of the offensive line. And uh, I was really impressed at times for, for what they did. What did you think of how they played? I, I thought <clears throat> I thought they played really well. And I think they – I think they played the right way, which is hard to do in the first game of the season when it's so hot and it's your first time being out there for long drives and everything. So it's hard to play. It's hard to play 
a style of football that's like finishing down the field into the whistle because you're just so tired. And I think, I think we overcame that and played hard, finished folks. And, you know, I don't know. It, I was watching from the sidelines, so it's hard to see like technique and everything, but you could see the intent was there and the, and the energy and the, and the, the violence. So I was happy about that. You talk about the right way. And one of the things that I, I mentioned last week is, if you aren't able to play, they, they lose some of your intensity and your nastiness. And I mean that in every complimentary sense of the word. Um, but they they did seem to have some of that. Do you take a little bit of pride and maybe you've, you've passed that along? I don't, I don't know if that's any bit of me. I don't I, I knew you. I knew you wouldn't take any credit. I don't, I don't think I can take any credit for that. No. But I don't know. I mean, it's just. It's just there's like I said, there's one way to play at that speed. You'll get in trouble, you know, like it won't really bode well for you. So I think everybody kind of when it comes down to it, when the ball's put down on the field, I think everybody knows what time it is and and what it takes. So I I think everybody was kind of on that type of timing. That was uh, that was a veteran group too at Virginia that you guys went against. So it's I mean, I'm not saying that's the best team in a power five conference, but um, that was a veteran group. So to be able to go out there and, and push them around a little bit, what does that say about the recent uh, preparation in particular for Lala, uh, Ollie and what he's done? I think it really speaks to us just beating kind of them at, at what they were good at. You know, I, I didn't think they were the most flashy or athletic or, you know, just, like flash out on tape. They weren't those kind of guys. I mean, but you did see them for the whole game play hard and finish and, and try to play harder than their opponent. And I think I think we took that edge away from them. And when you took that away from them, it, you know, we took away what they were good at. So I, I think we I think we played harder than them and, and I think I, our tempo has a lot to do with that. It's so hard to prepare for our tempo and our guys were our guys have been practicing in it the whole time. So I think we were more conditioned and, and, and wanted it a little bit worse at the end of the day. So I think that I think that's what really pushed us through. Let me ask you a question on a, a personal level before we get to the defensive line. Um, what were the emotions associated with, with not being in, in the opener? Uh, I don't even know if it was really like emotions. It was more just like feeling odd. You know, it feels weird. That's that's the best way I could describe it. I don't know if I was like sad or mad or whatever. Well, it wasn't really that. I was just like you just feel you just feel so odd and weird about it because all this time you've been you've been available and ready to go most of the time. So just not being out there with your guys, it, it doesn't feel right. Were you? Because again, you're on field level, and for those that haven't been on field level, it's it's tough to see a lot of things, but. Were you able to provide any in-game coaching, in-game tips, those sort of things for the guys from things that you were seeing on the sideline? Not as much because our sidelines were so packed. It was like a home game. So, uh, give me a second here. My stuff just shut down. But um, it was it was a it, it was basically like a home game for us. So we had a lot of guys on the sideline, like a ton of guys, and then. You add in all the the big screens that are, you know, stopping our people from stealing our signals, and then you got all the staff and everything. It was hard to, for me to really get a good view of anything 
But um, there was some stuff I could see and some stuff that, that we were coaching up on the sidelines. But Coach Coach Ellerby does a really good job and, and basically has us locked in the whole time on the sidelines. So whatever happened out on the field is getting corrected automatically. So there, there, there wasn't much that I could see that was better than what the coach could see. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Now, I would imagine that they may have tried out some different guys. So I'm not going to pretend to tell you that I saw every single time they subbed an offensive line. And I tried to keep note, but obviously a lot going on. So um, who stood out to you in the interior of the offensive line, maybe besides Ollie, uh, guys that played either at that left guard position or center because of the movement that had to happen when you got injured? I thought I thought Andre played really well, and uh, I thought I thought I watched a little bit of the film afterwards. I haven't watched the whole thing about every guy yet, but um, I watched a good amount of of reps from Andre throughout the game, and I thought Andre played really well and did a good job for being his first time in in you know the Tennessee scheme and everything. So I think I think he did really well. Um, I thought Dane came in and played solid at center. Um, those were more the guys that were rotating. Jackson came in and, and got a few, few plays and, or I mean, a few uh, drives. I mean, and he did really well as well. So I think it was a, it was a good day overall. But I thought, I thought Andre looked really good. We'll have to watch back on film and, and see what, see what it looked like. But yeah, yeah. And one guy you mentioned um, that um, uh, you, you mentioned Davis, and if if you can at his, how tall is he? By the way. Probably like a legit six, six and a half, like no shoes on. Um, that, that That's pretty big. So you yeah. were talking about Dane Davis. And is is it difficult to get leverage when you're that tall at center? I mean, that's the type of hype you want at tackle. Does, does he have a greater challenge than maybe, you know, a guy who's six two, six three? Yeah, probably. So I always tell people, though, everybody – I don't know. I mean, there's probably even a lot of coaches out there that would still say that like the lower hat wins, the lower hands win. I mean, the lower, the lower man, like the lower, like you look at people's hat, like their helmet, and that's mm-hmm. how you determine who has the leverage, right? Which I don't think that's all the way true. I think, I think the first most important thing is hand placement. You know what I'm saying? Cause me personally, there's plays that you'll watch me where my, my pad level is, and I'm a six, two and a half, six, three guy. So I'm not taller than most of the people I'm playing against, but sometimes you'll see me consistently playing at a taller level than my defensive lineman that I'm playing against. But I have, I have won the hand battle. My hands are applying force in the right leverage. So if you can get your hands in the right spot, that's where you can apply force. It's not always about where your hat is. So, but yeah, I will say with all that being said, I kind of just went off on a tangent, but with all that being said, yeah, I probably it probably is hard for Dane to get leverage at how tall he is. No, that it's that's interesting that you bring that up though. I'm gonna get sidetracked for a second too, because I've noticed before that sometimes you're you're at head level with, with some guys that you're moving, and it's because you're getting your hands up and underneath and basically taking some of the weight off their feet where they have less ability to push you. Right. So, so basically the premise is D linemen, for the most part, are coming out of their stance and grabbing a hold like like this, like a bench press, 
And if you watch them, they're really planed out like at this angle and they're all their weights on their toes. Like they're two feet in the ground on their toes, like bridged out trying to press force right here. But for me, if, if you're planed out right here and I can get my hands up under and you're on your toes and I've got my, like I'm putting real force to the ground, you, you can't combat it because I'm lifting you up. And when you're on your toes, all that, all that force is going through your calves. So your calves are not strong enough to brace against somebody putting weight through their quads and glutes and hamstrings and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, de- definitely not my calves either. So yeah. be- like if you were going to push a truck, you wouldn't, you wouldn't like me personally, I wouldn't do it on my toes. Cause like you're, you're not getting enough force to the ground. Like I would like turn my feet out a little bit and push all my weight through my whole foot. That way you can engage your whole leg. That's how I, that's how offensive linemen play is they play on the insteps. So like the insides of their feet. And when you, when you bring hands up underneath, it allows your hips to roll through. And that's what, that's what like breaks the leverage of the D lineman. And then you can roll them out. It's hard to explain, but I no, no, that's, that's very interesting. I know I've asked you about Ollie Lane before, but I want to ask you about uh, Andre Keurig just kind of as a player, the Vol Report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, Integrity Matters, cityheatandair.com. They bring you Cooper Mays each and every week and don't go with another HVAC company that could say, hey, you need a whole new unit. You might not need that. Over 50 years of service in the Knoxville area. So what is Andre Keurig like as far as a player? And what are some of his strengths? He's uh so Andre is kind of a little bit similar to me in the fact that he's a little bit taller than me, but weighs about the same. And, you know, is a little bit is a little bit probably undersized a little bit, but he makes up for it in the fact that he's really athletic and knows how to translate power through his hips, like I was talking about earlier. So, you know, if you can fluidly translate your power and your and you're strong and you're undersized, you can kind of make up for your undersizedness, if that makes sense. So he's one of those type of guys. He's freak athlete, strong, can translate power really well. And I think it it'll show it'll he'll get keep getting better throughout the year too. Cause you know, he's receiving some really good coaching from Coach Ellerby. And when you get good coaching and you're a guy like him who cares and, and genuinely puts the work in to get better, then then it'll happen for you. You know what I'm saying? I do. If you're Andre, uh, Ollie Lane or Dane Davis, how much more confident are you knowing that you played at a high level? How much more confident you are you on a Sunday after the game as opposed to the Friday before a game, now that you've actually gone out there and done it in a big time game? I, I think it changes a lot about how you feel because like, like I said, you know, probably a couple of times earlier on this podcast, confidence all it really comes from is just doing repetitions over and over. And, you know, practice is practice and it's, it's one thing, but it's, it's really, it's a different speed when you get into the game and feeling, feeling that you belong out there and feeling like getting that knowledge and you just know you belong out there and that you're good enough to play, you know, it, it, that's that's really what you want to feel on a Sunday. How about that defensive line balling out? Now you went, you've gone against them throughout the offseason, but goodness gracious, 
they they were able and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like um, while last year Tim Banks dialed up a lot of stunts and twists and blitz um, that there were just guys winning one on one matchups a lot. Yeah, it definitely is. And the good thing is when you when you run, you know, different assortments of blitzes and exotic pressures and twists and stuff like that, that allows people to get one-on-ones. So when you when you can get the one-on-ones, our our players are good enough to win. You know, at least one or two of them is going to win on those out of those five. So our guys, I, I don't know if I even really said this, but in my opinion, our guys are going to be one of the best defensive lines, defensive front sevens in all of college football probably this year, in my opinion. Like, definitely – Definitely one of the premier defensive lines and front sevens in the SEC, no doubt in my mind. Just the style of which they play is just so annoying to play. Like it just it's it just messes everything. Like you can have no flow because they play so vertical. If you watch most teams' defensive lines, what they do is the defensive line will try to post up on a block and they'll look and try to make they'll play both gaps. Like, but our defensive line doesn't really do that. Our defensive line just all they worry about is playing on the other line of scrimmage. Like, they're, they're not as, like, gappy responsible. They're responsible for playing, like, two yards on the opposite line of scrimmage. So they want to, when the ball snapped, they want the offensive lineman to be two yards back in the backfield at the point of when the ball's getting past them. You know what I'm saying? So it messes up everything that you do offensively. They're also too deep, which means – every athlete is a little bit different. So they bring it something different to the table. So as an offensive lineman, if you're going against a, a guy that brings this to the table and then he's rotated in by another guy, that's a little bit different. How challenging is that from a mental preparation standpoint to be ready for, for guys that can do different things on different plays? Super challenging. We we've, we've got a lot of different guys in the, when I say different too, it doesn't mean they're different in skill level. I mean, like you said, different in skill setup, you know what I'm saying? They've got different, different skill sets, but they're the same skill level. So anytime that happens, it's a problem in and of itself, because if you, even when you take out the mental aspect of knowing who you're going against, you also factor in the mental aspect of you've been out here for four drives and that person just rolled in fresh in the middle of the drive and you're already dog tired and they just came out there full of juice, just ready to go get the quarterback. And it just – it messes everything up. But luckily, we play tempo, you know, so people don't get to switch as much. So we we get to eliminate a lot of that. But there's nothing worse than being in the middle of the drive and you're just out there so tired, and then they just run in four new people that are just fresh, have been sitting there for about 15 minutes, just ready to go. Then you're yes. like, I guess the te- the the different skill sets from drive to drive might be a factor, but you're right. Not during the drive. Nobody. Well, no, I mean, no, you're, you're totally right. I'm not you, you were spot on. I'm just saying, even when you add on and go deeper into it, just the fact that them having fresh air in their lungs is, is a whole nother, is a whole nother thing to deal with. Cause like you said, we're a really deep defensive line. Like we can, we can rotate however much we want usually. So Cooper Mays is going to go to the NFL and he's going to make the Hall of Fame and he's going to be one of the best off centers ever. And when he's done, I'm going to try to talk him into uh, doing some, uh, I don't know, so whatever media is at that point with me. And um, because, man, you got an eye. You told me last year, Darnell Wright, you were 
absolutely right. Before anybody knew he was even going to be okay. And you told me Dylan Sampson um, way back in the spring was going to ball out. Well, four touchdowns ball is balling out. What'd you think of Dylan? Yeah, that's what I told him. I didn't even, I didn't even realize that because we rotate our backs so much and they're all kind of similar body style. So I didn't really, I didn't pick up on that. He had four until like the later on in the game, like maybe like, last bit of the third quarter I was sitting down and I was like that's a that's a Jalen Hyatt type performance right there you know that's right what Hyatt had five right okay he was he was one off but I mean hey four four is nothing nothing to snob at you know what I'm saying that's not too shabby now that's four more touchdowns than I've ever scored in my life um is he big enough to be a, a featured back or does he always need to be sort of in that complimentary scat back type of role. I, 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 I don't really know. I don't know about any of that. I do know that he's a well-rounded guy. So I don't know if that translates to being like a feature back, but he's a guy that you can run it or swing him out of the backfield and, and put him on a route and he'll catch the ball just as good. So I think if that allows, I mean, he's not Derrick Henry, obviously, but he's a guy that can that can make an impact on every part of the every part of the field. So if that allows you to be on the field every time, then, then I would I would let him be. Scary good player, scary good defensive front. Um, I thought a great debut uh, by Tennessee and your team, and I know that you're very much still a part of that team, even though sideline providing leadership. And you're very valuable to that program and uh, valuable, obviously, to the ball report with Cooper Mays. So we certainly appreciate it. Get better. Uh, I owe you some barbecue. We misconnected, but I'm, I'm getting you some barbecue. So that's going to happen. He is Cooper Mays. I'm Dave Hooker. The Vol Report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning at cityheatandair.com. 50 years in business in East Tennessee. And I'm telling you what, integrity matters. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.